1: Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Yes. Yes. Are we on YouTube? Or is that just still uh, running? Yeah, it's just on...
0: uh, they're getting it. the bones in place. I think
2: today I look like a Ledoux 9.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the black
2: shirt really accents... Your what eyes. is an accent? Well, I don't have black eyes.
0: No, but the blue, it kind of matches the blue. The eyes blue eyes are kind of my signature. It matches your I beard. I feel like
2: that's why I'm on HD2. Yeah, the blue, the blue eyes. eyes. I
0: also have blue eyes.
2: So. Yeah, maybe that's why we're on HD2.
0: Yeah, and then also get brought over to do HD1 for an
2: hour. For an hour, for middays. Uh, this is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson. Uh, what a development following yesterday's show here on 101 ESPN, a show in which uh, Jackson... Uh, was confused as to the team for which Alex Petrangelo plays. For those of you not aware, uh, he played for the St. Louis Blues, um, and he was the first member of the organization to hoist the Stanley Cup, and that happened uh, just a little less than four years ago. Mm-hmm. And Jackson began arguing with himself as to whether or not he played for the Golden Knights or the Oilers and then settled on his own, no Regis Philbin. Uh, he said. Edmonton Oilers, final answer. And I just stood here in in candidly shock. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jamie Rivers is probably going to come to the studio to want a piece of you for this. He did, of course, name you Little Piddles. He did. About a year ago. And then you said, what about Jamie Rivers? Uh, and I was stunned. I was appalled, candidly. I went to management behind your back.
0: Rivers doesn't want this smoke.
2: That's what you said. I exited the 101 Studios, and I looked over to my right And there was Jamie Rivers walking with purpose toward these studios, Mm. with purpose, and he wanted a piece of you. I don't know what he wanted a piece of you for, more the fact that you said Rivers don't want none of this smoke, or the fact that you did not know that Alex Petrangelo was a member of the Golden Knights and, and had settled on the team they're playing in the Western Conference semifinals, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, right. And that's would funny. you like to issue a statement to this audience, which uh, to be straightforward, was none too pleased. And in, 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 and for the purpose of transparency here with the audience, uh, I actually asked Jackson in a commercial break, "Are you playing right now?" And yeah. the answer was no.
0: No, not at all. So uh, two things: one's a question, one's a statement. Okay. One is Petrangelo the captain of Golden Knights. Hmm.
2: I don't think so. Okay. But I, but but I, in fairness on that, I don't. I know he's suspended for a game. Right. Uh, who is <laughs> Golden Knights captain? I'm doing this from memory. Yeah. Mark Stone.
0: Mark Stone. I, that was my second guess. Um, so Mark Stone. Now my statement would be it's a two part statement. The first part is you know that's on me. I should have gone with my gut. My gut told me he played for VGK because I knew that he. Uh, left the Blues and went to Vegas, but I didn't know. That's the last I had thought about Alex Petrangelo. God, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna call on that. I'm that call on that. that. I didn't know they went to VGK
2: originally. Right. No, I did. Hundred well, percent. You just asked Doug Vaughn like a half hour ago if he got traded there.
0: Well, yeah, I don't. But like, I don't. He went there. I didn't remember if it was a trader. I. You could ask me anybody if they were traded or signed there. I don't know. Lou Brock. Was the, I would have to think he was traded
2: here. Well, considering it's one of the most famous trades in sports history
0: right so i and i got it right um <laughs> With so confidence. yeah yeah and so i apologize on that now my so counter, you have issued an apology right but this my counter. jackson has apologized now i'm gonna
2: counter a lot of people that people thought yesterday was your final day on hd1 a lot of people did
0: it's, a lot of people were talking takes a lot more to kill this beast um my counter to that would be like if i asked jamie like who does Jalen Brunson play for? And he couldn't tell me the Knicks. I would find that equally as appalling. versus is walking
2: down the hallway right like, now. I would as we find speak. that
0: equally as appalling. And to be honest with you, more people know who Jalen Brunson plays for than Alex Petrangelo.
2: Stunning. But what about in a St. Louis sports talk radio audience?
0: Okay, uh, I could ask who Jordan Goodwin played for. He played for Slu. I don't know if Jamie could give me that answer. So you he are, be chastised as much like as me. sounds like you're
2: challenging Jamie Rivers to a knowledge off.
0: No, because now it's ineligible because now I can look it up. I did it live. I did it. I did it live. And so, uh, but I'm just saying that to some people, you know, me not knowing where Petrangelo plays is like crazy. But for me, if people don't know where certain guys play for basketball teams, I find that crazy too. It's just a difference of perspective, and I think if I can get that across to the listeners, that sometimes maybe
2: look you have been you have been peddling those wares for eighteen months now. I know, uh, look... and I don't feel like there's an appetite to purchase those wares. It's all right; you gotta, it's a war of attrition. Um, you think if the Lake Show goes up against the Celtics, all of St. Louis will get together and root for the Celtics?
0: They should root. They should absolutely be rooting for Jason Tatum because yeah. there's. There's he is one of he's probably the best current athlete from the city of St. Louis and he represents St. Louis so damn well. He's a great member of the community you should be supporting. What Jason if Matthew Tatum. Kachuk has a chance to hoist the chalice. One A, he is one A in my opinion. Um, shout out Brad Beal too. He's been doing it for a long time for Washington. But uh, what I would say is that you know maybe walk a mile in somebody else's shoes because you might. Oh my God! You might find I'll cry for empathy. You you might find. That uh, you learn a little bit more about this thing we call life.
2: <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for Jamie Rivers music. That's
1: Jamie Rivers
2: music, and that door oh, opens. God, I got up. scared for a second. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. He's actually coming. He's coming, and he will have you pinned up against the wall. And I'm I already have a printout ready for this knowledge off. You're looking out in the parking lot, you scurred, you scurred. (laughs) Uh, Good news for the audience, we're not just talking Boston Celtics, we're talking Boston Red Sox, because the Cardinals are there this weekend as they try to right the ship with three against the Red Sox, having a surprisingly good year, considering who was on their roster and what the expectations were in that division in particular, uh, where the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were in first place. In the National League Central, would be a half game out of last place in the American League East, where the Rays are 30-9, and 9, but the Red Sox are hanging around. Uh, but nobody's really close to what the Rays are doing this year. So the Cardinals will take on the Red Sox in Boston. I'm going to release a play. It's a no-upside play, and it goes against my fantasy team, and it speaks to the pitching staff on my fantasy team that this is even a situation. I know it's not good. Steven Matz is one of my pitchers uh the tomorrow's game warm afternoon game at fenway it's going over the total Ooh! so i'm making a play
0: yeah total has not been released yet but whatever it is i am figuring and it's going to
2: be I, I said i think there's a game's going to go in 15 runs and i think the saturday afternoon because they're playing sunday night right and it's going to be cool saturday afternoon warm weather Stephen matt's on the mound there's my play yeah. and the red sox really don't have much when it comes to pitching They're throwing
0: sail out there on Saturday.
2: And he's He's not not the same same guy that he was back in the day when FGC Eagle was behind a left-handed hitter, and then the ball would come shooting in at an angle like from outer space. So that's a different set of circumstances. So John Denton will be with us coming up here in a matter of moments, usually with us on Balloon Party on Thursdays. But in this case, because of travel yesterday, he is going to be with us uh, coming up at around 10.15. Plus, really a Friday tradition like no other, Uh, And that is the Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Wow. I count six shots. I count two guns. Wow. This is going to be fun. So that is coming up. I mean, this is how is this program going to get all of this information and informed opinion in the next 40 minutes or so of programming? I don't have the answer to that. And I know it's 1010. There's commercials. I I don't have the answer to that. All I know is that's what we've got. Uh, so John Denton will join us coming up in the next segment. And uh, we'll have the little piddles Friday six shooter coming up in the second half. And I still think there's a chance that at some point we hear Jamie Rivers music and he comes in here like stone cold and all hell breaks loose at East studios. And I'm going to just hit the switch on the YouTube and say,
1: go watch it, boys, because this thing's out of control right now.
2: And you would say it exactly in that exactly, voice. Because <laughs> you're, you're just losing your breath as you're doing that kind of play-by-play. Uh, according to Jackson, the bats will work tonight and tomorrow, so they'll be ice cold on Sunday. That is from the 618. Please stop pushing basketball and the idea that anyone that played college basketball is even remotely comparable to a St. Louis Stanley Cup championship in St. Louis. I roll emoji. You are literally... The only person in St. <laughs> Louis who cares about the NBA—that's from the five-seven-three. How about that, Jackson?
0: Uh, I would have numbers that would prove you completely what wrong. Numbers?
2: Why don't you Why don't you offer the numbers? If you say you have the numbers, offer the numbers to the people.
0: Yeah, it just it doesn't fit the narrative, but I'll give them out anyways. Hmm. Uh, the NBA Finals have out. Uh, have done better in ratings in St. Louis for the past 10 years outside of 2019 when the Blues played in the Stanley Cup Finals. The NBA Finals have done better in the Stanley Cup Finals. I need that fact-checked. But again, I know
2: that doesn't fit the narrative, so people will just ignore it. I'm going to have my nurse check that uh, that data, and uh, we will come back with a confirmation, if somebody reminds me. Uh so that is uh that is damning is what that is. Uh hey Jackson, what watering hole will you be at this weekend? The audience wants to know. Oh, the people sound like they want to go out and uh, have a cocktail with you. Yeah. Where, where, yes. <laughs> where are you gonna be? Where are you gonna where are you gonna be enjoying a libation? I can tell you this, uh not that anybody's asking to hang out with me. Um I'll probably uh enjoy some sleeping pills around eight forty five tonight and be in deep sleep by about nine ten. Uh, And then I'll get up around 5.30 and have coffee and uh, enjoy the silence. And then I'll repeat the cycle uh, tomorrow night. So I got a big weekend ahead of me. Jackson, what about you?
0: Uh, Based on the texts that have come in in the 12 minutes, I don't think I'll be releasing the location I'll be at this weekend. Wow. I think
2: it's best. I think it's it's the men's card room at St. Louis Country Club. That's what I assume. It could be a men's card
0: room at any of the most prestigious clubs around. You know, I'm welcome everywhere. Is that right? Um, And
2: you say... Turn on the association, is what you say to them. They know when I walk in. They to turn on the association. Uh, NBA fan here in St. Louis, I'll take the Warriors tonight, plus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, winner go home situation for them. We are living in a golden age of basketball. Keep preaching, Jackson. Wow, you're getting support. Yeah, because I usually turn to this text inbox
0: and read supportive texts. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of people care about basketball. It's uh, a pretty popular sport.
2: Jackson, do our Lakers win tonight? That's from the sixth. No, hour. I am not a Lakers fan, by I any. Mean,
0: uh, means, but I'd like to. I, I have no problem with anybody left in the field to win the championship, I'd be fine and happy for all of them.
2: But you don't like expect the Knicks to win, I don't expect them to, but it'd be but awesome. Be yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Uh, I, I'm, I'm on the Oilers Leafs thing, yeah, all of the Canada. Hurricanes advanced last night. That's a franchise that plays hockey out of uh, Raleigh. I think some people probably assume it's Charlotte, it's not in uh North Carolina, and so you got that. And yeah, they were a great team. I just don't know if that's really like like, all that exciting. All my respect. Uh, So you got that. So you're either going to have the Panthers and the Hurricanes or the Leafs and the Hurricanes. I don't feel like I get enough payoff for the Leafs at plus 330 to win three straight games. That's crazy. That's such a low number. That's crazy. Weird. Because uh, I really like that, just throwing that play on it. I just picked up a read. Maybe I'm wrong. I picked up a read in the postgame from both teams. I don't know. I think the I think the Panthers feel like they left it out there, now a little worried, playing scurred. And uh, I don't know. Are you excited by anybody in the West? Am I? The, uh,
0: <laughs> the Golden Knights. That's who I'm excited about, Tim, because I know that they have Stone as the
2: captain. Is that right? I and forgot his, his it, first it, name. Beat me to Mark? It. Mark Stone? I got to tell you, I tip my cap to my uh, five-year-old, uh-huh. and we had uh, VGK and the Oilers on, and he goes, is Barbershev out there right now for uh, the night? Wow. And I'm like...
0: A little hockeyreference.com. Wow.
2: How do you do? <laughs> How do you do? Uh, all right. Well, John Denton joining us next, talking Cardinals, Red Sox, uh, in the week that was, and the weeks ahead that are. It is next here on Balloon Party, driven by Manganese, St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN.
1: Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101
2: ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. Saint here in Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, man of the people. You know, South City kid, loves uh, working in his hometown. Uh, scrappy uh, kind of guy who's going to hit. Ball to the, the right side of the infield to move the runner from second to third. Uh, if I can get the ball to the outfield, I'd, I'd hit a sack fly. I'm always going to run hard. Um, I'd slide head first into, uh, into first base to beat the throw. I think I'm just relatable. And then Jackson, who just insulted the NHL and provided what I think is fake data, that uh, nine of the last ten years in St. Louis, the television ratings have been higher for uh, the NBA Finals, then the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, but he still hasn't provided that, that data to me. And uh, to be real candid with you, I'm skeptical, but I have uh, commissioned another full-scale investigation, just like the one that I have launched into what happened uh, with the uh, Highway 40 uh, renovations in 2008 and why, for whatever reason now, It takes uh, approximately four hours to get from uh, Forty and Lindbergh to downtown St. Louis because of something that's going on at Big Bend 170 and 40. So I've got a lot of investigations that I'm working on, and I'm sure John Denton does as well. He joins us right now here on Balloon Party. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, Cardinals and Red Sox this weekend. uh, Two teams that had different expectations going into the season and two teams that to date have had different performances relative to those expectations. So uh, let's start with uh, the Cardinals opponents this weekend. Not necessarily the greatest starting staff. Certainly they can get some rough starts there. So you could see some offense this weekend in that ballpark. Um, What have the Red Sox been able to do to uh, have a good record in a very tough division
3: yeah you know they're a team that that puts pressure on their opponents they have they have a deep lineup they they manufacture runs they they hit the ball uh, one through nine Uh, there's not a lot of breaks in that lineup you know so it's going to be interesting tonight to see how adam wainwright navigates that you know he's going to have to use his guile use that curveball and try to get away with an 87 mile fastball and you know Waino says he feels like he can will himself through anything and that's what he's going to have to do tonight against a you know a really good lineup
2: It'll be a challenge to be a, a great time to get it right. I mean, there's never a bad time to get it right. But considering that you have some tests here over the next week, I mean, this is this is this is a rough stretch, especially after what could have been a relatively speaking, relatively speaking, easy stretch when you look at the opponents over the last couple of weeks. Now you've got the Red Sox in Boston, uh, you got the Brewers, and you got the Dodgers. If the Cardinals can get it going, then it does lighten up. But it really hasn't mattered who they've played this year—good teams, bad teams. We have seen. Consistent problems with it. Um, what sense did you get coming out of Wrigley Field with the mindset? Because certainly when Adam Wainwright was a guest with Randy Carricker, Carey Davis, Brooke Grimsley, and Matt Rocchio on the opening drive, uh, he was starting to feel optimism. At the same time, one of the traits that I think makes St. Louis Cardinal fans love him is that he is always seeing the glass half full. That has uh, certainly been one of his trademarks over his two decades in St. Louis. What is what is your assessment of where the team is and what their mindset is coming out of Wrigley and heading to Fenway?
3: Yeah, you know, Waino's always wearing those uh, Cardinal Red glasses. He sees the world through through Cardinal Red, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I think the team feels like it is things are starting to turn. This is starting to look more like the style of baseball they want to play. Uh, the, the two games that they won at Wrigley was a matter of getting you know a, pin, a good start timely hitting that sort of thing uh, you know that kind of disappeared uh, on Wednesday bad start by Jordan Jordan Montgomery only made it through five innings I mean he had dominated the Cubs coming into that game a uh, 22 inning quarter streak it was 4-0 all time and you know he, he really got knocked around uh, in, in that third inning and you know, this team is, it is starting to turn, but there's still just those trouble, you know, question marks about, about the pitching staff. I think they've been 10, 10 straight starts now with a pitcher uh, not getting through six innings. Uh, the whole turn of the rotation, uh, these last five starts, nobody got through six innings. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan Montgomery was actually really critical of himself. He's like, you know, this that, that doesn't get it done. Like, you've got to be able to get through six innings. And, you know, part of the reason this, this team has had so many troubles in the seventh inning this season. They've given up more runs in the seventh inning than they have any other inning, and that's because starters are, are, are getting knocked out of the game after four innings or four and two-thirds. You know, starters, it's their job to get through that sixth inning, and then and then the bullpen can handle those final three. But when you have a starter going four and a third or three and two-thirds, that's when, you know, you put way too much strain on your bullpen. So, you know, O if he can get through six tonight, you know that's that that would be ideal, and they would they would certainly take that.
2: Uh, Adam Wainwright tonight, Stephen Mats tomorrow, and Mats is coming off a really good start. I don't really think that anybody could could refute that, especially considering had that one gone the wrong way, I would imagine he would have found himself in the bullpen for the trip to Chicago and in Boston. Um, What did he do this past weekend against the Tigers and uh, what uh, will he need to replicate from that start if he is going to be able to get out of a a warm afternoon game at Fenway tomorrow?
3: Yeah, well, a a big point of emphasis with him is throwing his curveball and landing his curveball and you know that that was a, a point that they were looking at. They were trying to work on his curveball more in a recent bullpen. Uh, the, the way he got better with it in the last start was he didn't throw it. Which you know is you, you can't be a two pitch pitcher as a starter. You can get away with that as, as a one inning reliever. He's got to be able to land that curveball, and that'll be something to watch. You know, early on, if you see first, second inning, if he's leaving that curveball up or if he's missing with it it's probably going to be a long night for him. So, you know, if he can land that curveball, then he can pitch inside with his fastball. Then he can, he can get swing and miss with that slider. Uh, but, he, but he's got to be able to land the curveball. And, you know, he got away with not throwing it last time. But when you're facing a lineup like the, uh, the Red Sox, you know, you, you, you can't be a two-pitch pitcher. So, uh, you know, early on, watch for that curveball. And, you know, if if he's landing it, he can have success against the Red Sox. So, you know, he got away with it against a bad lineup like the Tigers, but I'm just not sure you can get away with that uh, against the Red Sox.
2: John Denton, our guest here on Balloon Party, it's 101 ESPN. He's with us live from Boston with the Cardinals will play the Red Sox for three this weekend. Uh, You and I have both observed with fascination Dylan Carlson. He's starting to get uh, more consistent time, that is for sure. And I feel like... He's shown signs of improvement, but then when I look at the numbers, that's not really reflective of it. Uh, his last seven games, he's, he's hitting 200. He does have a home run, that taking place against Shoyotani, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, and he's you know, still kind of languishing. Do you see signs of improvement there with getting the more consistent playing time, or are those numbers telling the story?
3: I, I do jim uh you know his, his the bats look better yeah uh, you know when when Dylan's not going well the bat the swings are very defensive uh, a lot of a lot of check swings a lot of incidental contact stuff like that he is swinging the ball better from from the left side of the plate uh you know maybe the results haven't come through he's had a couple of hard hit balls to the first baseman that you know move him a foot or one way or the other and they could have been doubles uh but but i think the quality of his swings are better and You know, there's no doubt in my mind, there's no doubt in Ali Marmol's mind, that their best defensive center fielder on the roster is still Dylan Carlson. It was always Dylan Carlson. Even when he wasn't playing, he was that guy. They just need him to hit left-handed. You know, he's going to hit right-handed. They need him to take more impactful swings from the left side of the plate. You know, he can't be a dink and dunk guy. He's got to be able to drive the ball to the gaps. He's got to be a guy who can get on base, and the swings are better. The results are not there, but they do think now that he's getting more consistent playing time that eventually it will come. And you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. The whole point of the Jordan Walker thing was not about Jordan Walker. It was about removing the excuses and telling this group of outfielders, "All right, go do something." And you know, Dylan, Dylan Carlson's made good use of that time. And like I said, if he keeps swinging about the, the way he is now, I think you know better results will come.
2: Uh, here is uh, something I'm, I'm anxious to get your perspective on because I realize we're dealing with a relatively small sample size and we're also not in a spot you're certainly not you're on the road with the team or at home with the team so uh, people aren't in in Memphis or as the case might be Lehigh Valley to take on the iron pigs but uh, Jordan Walker uh, went over four last night. Uh, it's now been a few weeks since he was sent down and he is hitting a buck 59. He has the second lowest OPS of anybody in the Memphis starting lineup. The lowest belongs to former Cardinal Taylor Motter, uh, Mm -hmm. who is serving as DH. Um, Have you spoken with anybody in the organization about Walker's progress? Is, Is the issue that he's having at AAA right now a byproduct of a conscious effort to... Uh, change his swing to elevate the ball more, or could this be a byproduct of a lack of confidence from being demoted? What uh, what can you tell us about Walker's situation? Because the stats certainly are not really encouraging.
3: Yeah, you know, Tim, all the questions you just asked, I asked Ali Barmal that about a week ago, you know, because first off, I think it was very jarring to Jordan Walker to, to get sent down, you know, to be at this level and get sent down. Uh, I, th- I think it was jarring to his confidence. I think it was jarring to his psyche. But when they sent him down, they had the Cardinals hitting coach, uh, they had the hitting director, they had the, the Memphis uh, hitting coach on, on a Zoom all together, and they talked about the changes that he needs to make, that he needs to get the ball in the air more. And, you know, a lot of times when you see a player make a major swing change, they go through this sort of period where they're, they're, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out how to get the ball in the air more. And, you know, this is probably a byproduct of him changing his swing. You know, it's, I didn't think there was a lot wrong with his swing. He had 25 hard hit balls in the first month. He's driving a lot of balls into the ground, but they're trying to get him to lift it. A lot of times when you're making a swing change like this, you're kind of in your own head. Uh, you know, you're popping balls up, things like that. So they, they fully anticipated that he might go through a rough, rough stretch like this, but they want to get that swing changed so he'll be a better player, you know, capable of doing more damage in the long run.
2: Cardinals and Red Sox at Fenway this weekend. Always fun just to see that ballpark. Hopefully this will be the series that the Cardinals get it going and then uh, we'll see the Brewers and the Dodgers the following week before the schedule at least theoretically should lighten up with four against the Reds, three against the Guardians and then the Royals uh, for the second half of May. John Denton will be covering it and you'll hear him on 101 ESPN as well and on TMA. John, enjoy the weekend at Fenway. Thanks so much for the time sir.
3: Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend. Take care.
2: You too, man. That's John Denton with us here on 101 ESPN, a regular guest on Balloon Party and on TMA. We shall take a commercial break, come back with the Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter. It's next here on Balloon Party. Driven by Mungadown, St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101
2: ESPN. Tim McKernan with you the top of the hour. It's Balloon Party. Here by Munga and St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. We have this uh, Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter community is buzzing about it uh jackson um question one let's go
0: let's fire up the old six shooter it's it's such a friday tradition people love it and uh we're gonna get started right right now based on what happened this year with o'neill and contreras and the way players seemingly soar upon leaving the baseball cardinals are you concerned moving forward about the cardinals ability to land coveted free agent it seems that season this season has really opened up people's eyes across baseball and i wonder if that will
2: affect things in the long run uh, I respect your question. Thank you. And I respect you. I appreciate that. The Petrangelo thing was alarming, but that's a one-off to me. It's yeah. a one-off. Yeah,
0: everyone has flaws.
2: Uh, but this question is like a question that would come from like a message board or Reddit or Twitter with a dog mm-hmm. avatar. Um, it's, in other words, it's narrative-based. No, I do not think it would impact... Uh, future free agents. I think people wanting to move to and live in St. Louis is probably a bigger issue for the Cardinals if they're going up against a team in a more cosmopolitan city. Uh, So I think that that can be a factor. Some players such as Goldschmidt and Arenado, would prefer St. Louis. Some players, as we saw with John Carlos Stanton, for example, didn't want to come to St. Louis. So I think this is similar to your Petrangelo thing, a one-off uh, with the Contreras thing, but it is odd and it is concerning. And the O'Neill thing, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. I think that would be more of a manager thing. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure at this time next year he's the manager. Um, I would bet he is because I think the Cardinals are going to write the ship. Not to say that they're going to go off on a championship, but uh, world championship, but uh, that they'll write the ship. So with that all said. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think that that is necessarily going to be something that that lingers. Um, but from a fan perspective, it is. It's been eye-opening. Uh, I think what you've had here with Zach Gallon's comments, and also I'm going to read some tweets from a former Cardinal minor leaguer by the name of Paul Schwindel. Um, are what you're making reference to when you're talking about some eye-opening moments for Cardinal fans because you have it's not just the performance of the team record wise which is really bad i mean I, I realize that's obvious but when you look at the the standings across baseball i mean the cardinals are comparable to the Oakland A's which is a situation that is dire Considering that organization, I mean the Cardinals' record—it's going. God, man! I mean, if they swept the Red Sox, which would be what plus four fifty or so, something like that. I think is the math you will probably, probably get. Yeah. They're still nine games under five hundred, uh, and for the record, the Red Sox are, are six games above five hundred themselves. So you're looking at some of the worst teams in the game, and that's where the Cardinals are. I mean, they're they're three games back of the Rockies. Uh, two-and-a-half back of the Nationals. And, and like I said, we don't recognize the Oakland A's at this moment. So you have that, but it's the, the Tyler O'Neill situation five games into the year. It's the Zach Thompson thing, which certainly isn't getting much attention, but if you follow the Cardinals closely, that one made people go, what? Why are they changing course? It's good for Zach to start starting. What, what, what happened here? Um, the Jordan Walker situation, the, uh, the Contreras situation, and then in addition, um, Jack Flaherty. So you have all of those factors piling in, plus Zach Gallon yesterday doing an interview. What was the name of the program? Foul Ball? Is that uh, it foul the, Territory. Foul Territory. Uh, A.J. Pruszynski, former Cardinal, is a member of the dais. Zach Gallon telling the story of how he found out uh, he was getting traded from the Cardinals. He was part of the Ozuna deal, along with 2022 Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara. Uh, here you go.
1: Yeah, so they traded you, like... He gone like now, all of a sudden you can't be a Cardinals fan anymore. Walk us through that trade and like what that puts in your mind.
4: Yeah, uh, that, so that trade, um, long story short, the Cardinals had, I guess, I don't know how sure I can make it, but the Cardinals do, I guess, winter camps, uh, in the off season. And there was one in like October, one in November and one in December. Um, the October one was like the first week. Uh, we just got done with the AAA playoffs. I was exhausted. Um, and, like, for a 10-day turnaround, I just was like, I'm not going to not gonna be able to make it. November, a buddy was getting married, so I couldn't make it then. And then December, they, you know, made this uh, big deal about me coming down to the camp. I go down to the camp. At the end, the exit meeting, it was like, I don't even know. All these guys were already in there doing their routine or whatever. Um I get the X of me, and they're like, yeah, you really didn't have to be here. Um, thanks for coming down, though. So they made this whole big stink about me coming down. And on the way home, they traded me. <laughs> in, the, in the Charlotte airport, on a connector, I got to Texas, like, yeah, you're, you got traded to, to Miami. Um, so I guess they weren't too happy about me not wanting to go to the winter workout camp, and
3: they traded me. Do you think that's why they traded you? Because you didn't go to a winter workout camp? Do I don't think know. think was because they just were like, Hey, we like Marcelo Zuno is going to climb a wall to try to rob a home run that bounces on the warning truck. (laughs) I
4: don't know. If you know, the Cardinals, you know, they got their certain ways about how they, they go about some things. And I don't think they love the fact that I kind of was, I mean, listen, I I mean, I'm not saying don't go to camps for all my leaders out there, but my thought was like, I just got done playing the season and I'm going to handle my business in the off season. And you're not paying me in the offseason, So it's like, I, I can't make the camp and got down there. It was, it was a weird vibe. Really. Honestly, it was like, we kind of got to the point where it was like, all right, we'll, we'll kind of compromise with you. Uh, and all right, I'll, I'll go for two days. And I thought, I was like, all right, I'll go down to Jupiter. It'll be nice. The weather would be great. Like, but mind you, I wasn't thrown yet. Um, I was like, kinda, I was probably in about a month into my workout plan um and just like went down there it was 40 degrees didn't play catch uh just kind of watched a lot of those guys do that stuff it was like just being there and doing like some some testing and whatnot um so yeah it was it was an interesting 72 hours I could say for sure
2: that is Zach Gallon on the uh, podcast Foul Territory AJ Pruszynski former Cardinal one of the hosts on that telling his side of the story of. Uh, his theory as to why he was traded from the Cardinals. Uh, now, I want to I include this disclaimer. Number one, uh, anytime you have employees or romantic relationships, marriages, or otherwise, parting, if you ever want to hear a negative thought about somebody, go interview the ex-wife, the ex-husband, the ex-employee about his employer, those kinds of things. Um uh, I don't know Zach Allen. I can't speak to whether or not Zach Allen's looking to stir the pot based on the way he was telling the interview. Uh, In the interview, it didn't seem like he was looking to. But you know, what do I I know? Um, But yeah, we haven't heard the Cardinals' side of the story. But that was just this week. And for the record, Zach Allen is third in the National League in. ERA. I would also say this, Jackson, that if the Cardinals thought that Gallon was capable of doing what he has done since going to the Diamondbacks, he was traded from the Marlins to the Diamondbacks, uh, I I would imagine they would have made an exception on that. And then I also would say that minor league ballplayers are poorly compensated notoriously anyway, so not getting paid in the offseason is not unique to Zach Gallon. With that said, what you heard there that I think would kind of be the focal point of what has been discussed here over the last month or so is this Cardinals have their ways of doing things that used to be considered a positive the Cardinal way and is that Cardinal way now outdated. And then that leads me to this tweet that was brought to my attention from a listener. Uh, This gentleman, real straightforward with you, Uh, I wasn't familiar with him, but he used to pitch for the Cardinals affiliate in Peoria. I DM'd him to have him come on one of the shows, um, and he politely declined. And I'll give you his, uh, his explanation in a moment, but he tweeted this out. His name's Paul Schwindel. True story. Our director of player development for the Cardinals came to town when I was playing in their system in Peoria two years ago and told us to stop trying to strike people out, throw fastballs down the middle, and have the hitters on base or out in three pitches coach pulled us aside afterwards and told us that the analysts didn't see it that way, and we should be trying to punch people out. Incoherent strategy in that organization on the pitching front. They had pitching coaches with no idea how to use a track man. Um, And uh, Schwindel went on to say later on when asked to follow up about it and people accusing him of, uh having sour grapes for no longer being with the team he said i'm not salty for being released i was 33 years old in high a so it was trending that direction regardless of how i performed it's because there are still a lot of organizations where incompetent people are in control of young arms some coordinator who is at the golf course all day and is too lazy to learn track man uh, and new-age pitching techniques and training methodology, shows up to the park for a couple hours and tells a 20-year-old with his career on the line, quote, just throw strikes, it's that easy. It's lazy, and it should be called out. So I DM'd uh, Paul on uh, Twitter, and he said, Hey, Tim, I appreciate the offer, but going to decline for now feels a bit like piling on, given the current state of the cards. I think their player development has lagged behind a lot of the industry for a while, but they're starting to realize that. Hopefully, anyway, it seems so. That is, uh, that is another anecdote from a former member of the Cardinal organization.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, yeah, I agree with what you're saying about you know, there's always two sides to a story. And to me, to my earlier question about you know, could this be concerning? I think the most concerning thing outside the Contreras stuff, the O'Neill stuff, is like the handling of young young players and prospects. You know, you see a bunch of these prospects who have left St. Louis, go on to great things. One of them just won the Cy
2: Young last year. And then on Uh, the other side, you see the ones that stay in the organization and don't develop.
0: Exactly, and then you see what they've done with a top talent, not a top talent in the Cardinals while he is, a top talent across baseball with Jordan Walker, and that situation, at the moment, is like has people raising their eyebrows like, what's going on there? And so that, to me, is more of a... Uh, indictment of the organization, much less so than what's going on on these kind of one-offs with Contreras and with O'Neill.
2: So that was Zach Gallin you heard from and I read from a gentleman by the name of Paul Schwendel who tweeted that out uh, about a week ago. And I DM'd him uh, to come on and, and give his uh, side of the story more in depth, but he uh, politely declined and uh, and but you know stands by his account and says if people want to say I'm salty, I mean I was a 33 year old high A pitcher. I'm surprised he lasted yeah, 33 as a high A pitcher. God, if you're 26 and an A ball, you're you're a dinosaur. Uh, so there it is. Uh, all right, we'll finish off the six shooter. Your thoughts are always welcome. Three one four three nine 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 six four six Air Comfort Service Sex Line. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by Munkinest, St. Louis Acura, and All in Alton Toyota.
1: We are right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is called Balloon Party, and it's airing on 101 ESPN. And what an honor it has to be for you to hear a legend such as myself in your ears right now. I hope that doesn't come off as arrogant, though.
0: You know what I hope? I hope that people are, are relishing this moment,
2: that they get to listen yeah. to not
0: only a legend, but a legend in his prime. You think I'm in
2: my prime at 46?
0: Yeah. I think you'll have a 25-year prime.
2: And when did it start? When did you start? Clip that off promo jackson it's time for question two of the little Piddles friday six shooter it is ten fifty-five. after all uh
0: i think we can both agree that the cardinals lineup uh will turn it around offensively but the pitching staff is what the pitching staff is is there anything the cardinals can do to shake things up in the near future do you think they could possibly make a trade at what
2: point do you think we could see them move from buyers to sellers wow that is a great question i have to say that um I would imagine, I was thinking last week that they could make a trade. Never again, never seen the Contreras thing coming. Um, I don't know. The only trading partner at the moment, I would think, would be the White Sox. Just because that's kind of a team that's in disarray. But hey, if you're in the American League Central, kind of like the Cardinals in the National League Central, are you ever really truly out of it yeah. but the White Sox are 13 and 26 and then you go my god 13 and 26 and then I go no the Cardinals are 13 and 25 <laughs> so. but uh I think the I mean god if you go who's going to have more wins as your Cardinals or White Sox I, I would go Cardinals. Cardinals all day long it's just an issue of who's your trading partner that's the which which organization wants to say to its fan base we're not really interested outside of the one that is say. apparently now building a stadium on the strip in Las Vegas and for those of you who've been to Las Vegas on a weekend night you know, you get in a cab or an Uber and your cab driver begins speeding around the side streets to do to avoid the strip. And now they're going to have a baseball stadium right by uh, just to the what, south of MGM Grand and uh, a little to the north of Mandalay Bay. I don't know. I mean, hey, whatever. I guess it'll be good entertainment, but surprising to me. So I think that they're in a spot where they're going to see what they got with what, the, uh, with, what they currently have. And part of that is out of necessity. A question three, if you have it. I don't know. It's 1057 Clarkson uh, Jewelers time check.
0: We often talk about buying and selling stocks when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm, who on the Cardinals, either player, coach, or front office, are you buying stock in, and who are you selling your stock in?
2: Uh, Randy Flores, buying stock in the front office. That's an insta-ship. Uh, I think he could wind up being whatever you want to call the top baseball person is. I know there's president of baseball operations and, and general manager currently. Um, so Randy Flores, who was like—when I would interview when he was a player. I'm like, man, this guy— he could be a broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, he's just one of those guys. Marco Gonzalez, by the way, the Mariners was a great interviewer. Super intelligent. Oh, you've you've heard him. Do oh interviews? yeah, I've heard you interview him. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he he's just. He, I was super like, I said to him, I go, dude, you know, whenever you're done, if you want to do broadcasting, you can just, you know, you can just tell. Uh, as far as a player on the field at the moment. At the moment, where his value is, it'd be Nolan Arnauto. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an right, obvious right, one. It's right, like, right. oh, bold, the MVP candidate? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cutting-edge crap on that thing. But that's that's where I would be on that. Uh God. I want to say Dylan Carlson, but that's the thing. I, I went into my interview with John Denton going, yeah, Carlson's been much better as of late. But then you look at the numbers, and it's like Carlson hasn't been much better oh, as yeah. of late. But John Denton and I both agree his at-bats have looked better. There's been more solid contact. But still, the numbers aren't there. So I really don't know. And that's that's a little concerning as far as, like, buying a stock. Do I think most will improve? I think most mathematically kind of have to but buying as a stock, I don't know, man. Boy, I really don't. Well, oh, that's an eye, that's, that was an eye opening I just stared out into the <laughs> abyss like Tony Soprano.
0: Yeah, I I would I would say Carlson is who I'd buy stock in just because I think he's his like raw talent is so much. It's this might there. be the last chance to sell. I know, but I want to buy. So All right, you're if that makes Carlson. me crazy, and if I had to sell, I would say, and it's not because of like him, but like Tommy Edmund, just because of. You know, I think he's great, but I think he's a great trade piece, and you have Mason Wynn coming up. Yeah. I think if I had to sell a stock, it would be Tommy Edmond.
2: There it is, Action Jackson. Uh, he will be watching the Knicks and Heat tonight oh, yeah. at a uh, men's card room at an exclusive St. Louis country club if you want to hang out with him, BK and Ferrari will be in here hanging out next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.